I when that happened, I dropped my monocle. <laughs> now uh, we have a dreamy like you made it. She's so happy. Got a little Vaseline on the camera right. lens. Thank you, director, for hitting us over the head. Now this director, he's okay. He did Cooley High in '75. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah, that's a great movie. Well, so he he's Crush just, Groove. He's, he's Crush Groove. I like Crush Groove too. And here's so my favorite. Like this director, his name is Michael Schultz. He did Car Wash '76. He did Cooley High, Car Wash, and Crush Groove, and yeah. he's now reduced to doing the jerk too. Right, reduced. Yep. He needs like a a, a a Medal of Honor, man. Those those movies are great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now the butler, and right? Naven keeps on saying stupid things, and the butler thinks that he's on purpose making hilarious jokes. Oh. Oh, we get to see a naked Naven in the shower. Well, he's wearing a kilt. Uh, they're called towels. Oh. American brand. It's not a Scottish thing. I don't want to wear the towel. I was thinking of Sir Billy's towel, the kilt. <laughs> we are just mentioning all the films that we've watched before. Well, Sir Billy you know was our a film show. So You're with us. We'll never broadcast that episode. It was just such a bad movie. Yeah. I don't think Steve Martin had anything to do with this movie other than he got an executive producer credit and probably some money for this. Agree. Agree. And I scoured the internet. You know, you go on a Google search. I was like on page 14, page 15. Give me something, internet. Yeah, but the problem is this is not a unique title, right? You type in the jerk too, and you get like, let me jerk you off too. Or, no. you know, like that jerk. No, I put in the jerk too, 1984, and I got references to this movie. But, I mean, IMDb and Wikipedia, when they laugh at your movie, you know nothing's going on. Right. You know, I think Shock Cinema might have talked about this film. I mean, I may have read about it, but I, I saw it when it came out. Uh, my brother and I watched it on TV in really? back in '84. Yeah, so this is—I mean, this is a nostalgic trip for me because I remember it was like a big deal. You know, TV movies of the week, movie of the week on TV sometimes was a big deal. You know, you got to see Animal House. Mm. It was edited for content. Yeah, but it, you got to, see, you know. So, you know, the opportunity to see the sequel to The Jerk on TV on a school night, you know. So Maria's like, would you like to – I talked to my parents and you could stay until the wedding. And he goes, well, only if you have enough room. And the, the butler's like, oh, oh, sir, you slay me. Enough room, he says. Right. Ho, ho. So we find out that Marie – not Marie Osmond. Marie has hardly knows this this uh, count, Count Marco. They're getting married because the father thought it was a good idea because she'd become a countess, she'd move to Italy, she'd live in a castle. That's pretty good. So she is meeting him like at this thing tonight, you know, but she was very happy to meet her pen pal and 
of course you can guess what's going to happen so he, here we are there's a running gag it's like naven like will make everything a sandwich that's he's making a club sandwich right now so right now they're they're kindling they're getting to know each other and it's working well and of course the count will be jealous of this yeah he's gonna he's gonna make her jealous to get her own pen his own pen pal aren't they kind of old for being pen pals yeah well it started in the sixth grade gotcha that's right you mentioned that i guess this movie is making look at that's a killer dagwood he made now he that's knows the horse from pen pals and the count is trying to ride the horse but the horse is coming straight over to navin yeah because animals love navin right <laughs> you're gonna hurt his feelings <laughs> now watch him introduce himself okay I'm naive. I'm naive. Yeah. Yeah. So he's Count of uh, Bosnia and, you know, Transylvania and all these places. And he's a man of title. So he's invited to st come to dinner. And then I think he says something very funny. He goes, Oh, good. Thank God. He'll be at dinner tonight. <laughs> he says, try to stay out of the punch bowl. And they pretend like, oh, it's not funny what he said. It is so funny. It is great. Yeah, you never have an opportunity in life to say that, too. So he must have relished it. <laughs> try to stay out of the punch bowl. You know, Carl, I was at a party and I, I was like a wallflower. It was kind of awkward and I figured to break the ice, I would do the classic prank, uh -huh. turd in the punch bowl. <laughs> and it was funny. It was it was funny until everyone died of cholera. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That can put a damper on the night. So now he's jealous. Yeah. Find out he's sleeping with the maid. You know, we're being set up to not like him. Oh, thank God. Because I was going to say, Naven's cutting into his action. Thank God. So he's the jerk too. <laughs> also. As well. Also. <laughs> now what's really happening here is like a first date. Right. And it's Isn't he friends to animals? Why is he fishing? Yeah, thank you for catching me. Now here's a joke. Naven's got something. It's a it's what, a boot? That would be perfect, but they were being original. Oh, this is 19. Oh, <laughs> scuba diver. Chuck Chuck So, where did they uh, get Jack a fishing pole? Where did they get a two person bike? It's called a tandem. They did it in tandem. Yeah. Now, look what happens. 
Dropsky falling on my head. Wee. And unlike Mr. Accident, she doesn't mind at all. She thinks Naven's great. Oh my God. We didn't, you know, we had just recently aired that episode when we watched Mr. Accident. Yep. Last I really liked that movie. I did too. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. He could have been a lot cruder, and he wasn't. Like, he, he definitely has a grace to him that I like, you know, like, he, and there was no, like, was too bad. He went away. Yeah. Bring back Yahoo Serious. Right. And we saw him. Oh, you didn't see him. I found him on the internet. He's like 63, and he looks old, man. Oh, yeah. God, you don't. I always feel like when you watch an old silent movie, that's usually them j- joking around in the park, and they probably just shot it like outside the studio in the park. And then when I see movies like this, I go, Jesus Christ, you know? Like, does it really matter where they are? They just do their antics, you know? Right. The scene is in the location. The scene is them doing a stunt, you know? Right, and he did his own like stunt f- there. He rolled out of that tree. I know. Well, thank God he was wearing suspenders or his dick might have fallen out of his pants. Yeah, I, if, if he has one. So now she has to go for the fitting of her wedding dress. And they're like, oh, I'll see you later. Oh, darn. And she's like, come <laughs> with right. us, Naven. And he goes, no, I really need to write home to my parents, you know, my family. They got to write home. Yeah. And it's more of the... Uh, he thinks he's making jokes when he's really just being dumb. Now, Mike. Now, it's funny. The butler. Yes. Finish your thought because I got something oh. to show you. The butler looks like the butler from Training Places, 1983. Go ahead, Carl. Oh, yeah. That guy we saw yeah. in uh, uh, School for Sex. Um, okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. here is the weirdest thing ever. Okay. All of a sudden. Out of the blue, out of nowhere, I've never seen this in a movie ever, it becomes a musical. What about Magnolia when they sing one? Maybe you're right. I never saw it before. What about Meet Me in St. Louis? See, you should never read out loud in front of a homeless person. Right. They will just lean on your shoulder. <laughs> so he's saying, like, every time I'm around her, I get butterflies. I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, I don't know. Whenever I'm around her, she gets funny. There you go. All the blood rushes. You're not getting cords. Oh, so she's starting to sing. Yeah, and look, the cop is dancing. Hot cop. It's turned into Allentown, the music video by Billy Joel. Oh, there's the aerobics mom. Right. Look, it's a musical now. They ran out of shit to do. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. Uh, this film is long. Uh, you know, we're at uh, the... 52nd minute of an hour and a half. I, I don't think they ran out of stuff. Well, I mean, they have to fill out the minute. Did you Have you seen Birds of Prey yet? I guess no. 
It's available on one, two, three, movie free, sad free. Mike, we don't like channel. Birds of prey. Recommend I see that. Nah, yeah, there's no rush to see it. It's it's good and it's bad. It's 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 empty nihilism selling a product. You know what I mean? Like if you go to Hot Topics and they're like, there's an aisle of like fuck you T-shirts for sale. That's basically what it is. Okay. It's this. It's fan service for people who love watching Warner Brother cartoons and reading Warner Brother uh, DC comics. And it's funny, but at one point, uh, uh, Harlequin is getting the shit kicked out of her, and she detaches herself, and she starts fantasizing she's Marilyn Monroe in Gentlemen's Prefer Blonde. Uh-huh. And there's, like, no reason. So there's, like, she fantasizes a musical number. Like, oh, you know, yeah, and they uh, were out of stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. Wow, this music is going on. Now, I know that she's got to be some old Broadway person, but I... All of them are. Yeah. He really did that stumble. Yeah. He rolled down a hill and went into a car. Right. This is clearly him. It's not a stunt person. Yeah. Commercial. The camera was on the... We'll be back. ABC Movie of the Week returns with the jerk, too. Yep. NBC, Universal Television Productions. The production company was called 40 Share Productions. You know what they were shooting for. Yeah, 40 Share. Yeah. Did they get it? I don't don't know. I don't think so. So now he's impressing them with card tricks. Oh, as one does. NBC was king of comedy back in the 80s, right? You had your Punky, you had your Punky Brewster, Punky you had Brewster. your uh, right. Cheers, your, your Cosby, your Thursday Night Lineup, your Cheers, your Hill Street Blues, hysterical shows. Must see. Night Rider. You said all these no, that was the 90s. including Hill Street Blues. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's on uh, TV as well. Nothing like uh, kicking back and watching a full season of Hill Street Blues. Right. You couldn't you couldn't uh, binge watch back then, and that's a good thing. Oh, those shows are long. An hour of Hill Street Blues, like there's 15 different things that happen. You know, it takes okay. forever. Ca- the count will be humiliated here. He's making an egg disappear. Yeah. And and he has to say something embarrassing. He goes, I don't even know what's going on. The egg's in his pocket. Embarrassing. Oh, no. That's my phony military uniform. You're right. Props gave it to me before I got on stage. Jumping a chimney up at a chimney. You see, you would get arrested for defacing a military uniform like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, in Bosnia. Now that guy is from. Like... That guy is uh, from. Uh, uh, Burt Reynolds in um, uh, Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, nice. 
He must have liked the fact that he was just sitting down and not in a truck. Yeah, it was a bit of a stretch for him. His name is Dudley. It's Pat McCormick. He was in Smokey and the Bandit. He was in Under the Rainbow. He was in History of the World Part 1. He was in a million TV shows. He's that. He's tall and he's comedic and he does a good job. Right. Yeah, no, he pulls it well. Can you please pass the jelly? Right. <laughs> that stuff. And they're amazing. You know, he goes, my family, there were six of us, but uh, there's only five now. And the mother's like, I'm sorry. And he goes, what are you sorry for? That you lost someone. He goes, I'm oh, not I'm lost. Not. I'm just not with them now. And the butler cracks up. Oh, my God. That joke needs crib notes. I, could, I didn't figure out, you know, I think I you explained that one. Bit of a stretch. So he's got he's got a picture of his family. So he's innocently okay, here we go. sit around. Now Maria's like, oh, look the- how grown, how big Harold's gotten. So every person who sees uh, it is like shocked. Oh, including the the Prince of Monaco. Yeah. I always knew that was a race. Watch this race. reaction. Watch this reaction. <laughs> now watch what the oh, dad will yeah. do when he sees it. <laughs> Josh, right? Ew, what is that pate? So he is kicked out, but we don't right. ever get explained why. You're probably just sick of his shit. No, it was racism. And he's like, what about Marie? And the butler's like, I'll look after her for you, sir. You know, and he's defeated and walks off. And Marco's happy. That guy's gone. Yeah, thank God that pen pal's gone. Now I can marry my girl. Right. Yeah. But look at Marie. She's crying and see what the director does with the rain. Right. So you can see it from the window. So it looks like you can see the tears. Okay. Look, it is Jeannie. Check it out. Check out Jeannie. Hey, look, it is Jeannie dancing to a bunch of hobos. So they're doing the hobo style where they got to open cookout in the the suite. That's right. He's at the presidential suite, just like he said. Yeah. This guy's not having it. Having a hobo meal. Right? Hot yeah, that sounds funny. They got the star now? Right. In the hotel room, yeah. they got an open flame. Well, it's sterno, man. It has flavor to the hot dogs. You can really taste it. Hey, look. I am Genie. Check it out. I am Genie. Major and I'm dancing. <laughs> Now that I struck out. Naven, but Naven's all bummed out. Yeah. Wow, he got caught in the rain. That guy has a chest, man. You can see his pecs popping out of that wet shirt of his. Yeah. The jerk is built, is ripped. Oh, hey, hey, guys, hey, listen, Naven's a little upset here. Now, come on, let's cheer him up. 
I love that guy, man. It's he's not just my favorite Martian, you know. He was a good comedian. Oh, no, he's much more than that. That movie we saw him in, it was gonna be uh, what's his name, who plays against uh, Walter Matthau all the time. Jack Lemon was gonna be the star. Oh, because he's like stupid. Three stars they went through before they finally, uh, you know, arrived at Ray, and he did a good job. He did a great job. He he's a little too believable. That's the problem with that movie. It's a little too skeevy. Yeah. Because he, he, he offers his wife to sleep with uh, Dino, Tony. right? No, what was it Tony? Uh, Dean Martin. Dean Martin. That's who it was. Yeah. Yeah. He played a, he played a lounge singer named Dino. And Dino was driving from Las Vegas to L.A. And he passes Ray Winstone's town. Ray is a songwriter. So he says, listen, if you perform my song, I'll let you sleep with a prostitute. And he's like, honey... Pretend you're a prostitute and sleep with Dino. Trust no, me. The other, no, I'll let you sleep with my wife. And so he goes to a prostitute and says, pretend you're my wife. Ah, uh, well, my movie version's better. It yeah, is. right. So the prostitute, she's Kim Novak. Wait, is Kim Novak the wife or the prostitute? I forget. Kim Novak was the wife who's re the real-life wife of um, Jack Lemmon. And I really like the prostitute lady because her her Jersey accent, as you remember. Yeah, that's right. Listen, I saw that movie. They showed it at the Roxy in the nineties. It was very rare to back then. It wasn't on YouTube. You had to actually see it at a revival house. Right. And I was with a friend of mine, and Kim Novak walks by, and my friend goes, "Man, you could bounce a quarter off that ass." <laughs> so that's all. <laughs> right? Was she? She could hurt here. Well, no, she was talking about Kim, he was talking about Kim Novak on the screen. Oh, okay. Like, from the, from the 1960 version. I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. So they're like, let's oh, have... Naven basically by letting him sleep with the belly dancer. And so the belly dancer makes their moves, and he goes, I can't sleep with you. I love Marie. And so the belly dancer says, well, if you love Marie, you got to climb the tallest mountain. you got to swim the deepest ocean. Go get her. So that's what he's doing. He's he's off to get his girl, and uh, Ray will assist him. So he's not going to make a billion dollars with a little thing you put on your glasses that makes everyone go uh, cross-eyed. The win here is marrying, is falling in love with Marie. Is is getting Marie to not get married. Yeah, he's a prince, dude. Give it up. It really isn't the jerk. I mean, it's it's a boy who leaves his home to seek his fortune. That's as much of the jerk as as we get. The first one. Yeah, the first jerk started that way, but did not. I mean, he had no special abilities. His dog was named Shithead. You know, he didn't. He wasn't a great card player. Uh, you know. Well, you know what's funny is like. Uh... Yeah, we were talking about when they show theatrically released movies on network television back in the day. They would say that it's been edited for content. Right. And they, when they showed The Jerk on, on network TV, which I believe was the first time I saw it, I do remember the Shin and Shinola bit wasn't there. Oh. And that the guy goes, don't call that dog hero. Call him stupid. Right. Oh, okay, stupid. I remember seeing The Jerk so on TV. Called... I remember that. Yeah. So the dog was called stupid, and for the longest time, I thought that was it. So 
it's one of those things when you see it kind of for television, if you still do, uh, and then when you see the actual movie, you're like, whoa, they said shithead. Yeah. So Do the Right Thing was on TV. Instead of Motherfucker, they kept saying, Mickey Ficky. That doesn't make any sense. You know, it's the same impact that they could just, like, uh, mute the word, right? They don't, you know. Right. Much smarter. And that way you know what they're meant to say, and it's just not aired. Well, it's that whole, like, airplane version. Remember that? Like, movies had to have an airplane version so they could show the movie on the airplane. Oh, Because yes. back then, you didn't have a screen in front of you. You had one screen that they, you know, they put that descend. And right. you pay money for a headphone, you can watch the jerk. And to make sure that everyone in the airplane doesn't get offended, they had to edit out all the, the dirt and raunchiness. Oh, wow, it really looks like she's doing exercise. Right, and it's because the that dad's is... at the door. Uh, I got to go. What other Steve Martin movies would make good TV movies? Uh, okay, so TV sucks, so I got to say like that, what is it, House of Twelve, you know, when he's got like 12 kids? <laughs> you know, we, we've featured that on the film, uh, on the show, because Cheaper by the Dozen, yeah. which was a shitty movie from the 60s and a book from the 60s, and his version, oh, I think even before that, but that came out on Christmas Day. Cheaper by the Dozen and Cheaper by the Dozen 2 came out on Christmas Day the following year oh interesting a double loser interesting we can't wait to write that Goldie Hawn um, and it was all full of lies but uh, no that wouldn't have been a good TV show I don't know this wouldn't have been a good TV show either I'm glad it didn't get made yeah, me too. Well, he did Father of the Bride. Like, he, he was in a lot of remakes of movies that were popular back in the day, and they were pieces of shit. Yeah, and, and I then he did the Pink say Panther, that, um, that um, the Pink Panther was a horrible choice for him. Um, the thing yeah. is that we know, we know Steve Martin too well to have suspended disbelief and believe that he was – they really needed an unknown for that – let me just say that um, sometimes things aren't broken, so you shouldn't fix them. I I don't think they should have ever made a remake of uh, Pink Panther. I think that, you know, Peter Sellers nailed it. It wasn't the movie. Right. It was Peter Sellers. So, you know, I'm the biggest well, the history fan, but that movie was not for him. So the Pink Panther was originally like a David Niven film, and they put in Peter Sellers as his comic relief, and it, and it blew up. So they said, we're going to make a sequel. Sellers said, fuck you, no. So Alan Arkin played Professor Inspector Clouseau yeah. in the movie Inspector Clouseau. Suggestion. And then A Shot in the Dark was, you know, especially the second Peter Sellers movie. But, you know, it was just a different movie, and they threw in Clouseau as a star. Right. And it clicked. And then they started doing like Strikes Back and Revenge. But when he passed away, I mentioned this on the movie, they did two follow-up uh, uh, Pink Panther movies where they just used posthumous, you know, they, they had outtakes and they, they uh, yep. repurposed it into two movies. Yep. And they had an unknown 
Ted Ted Ross from the TV show Soap played like uh, a different Bumley Inspector. Right. And it wasn't that great, you know. Oh, it was. Horrible. But then, the Blake Edwards' last movie was Son of the Pink Panther, where they kept in canon saying that he that Clouseau had an illegitimate ch- uh, son who is now a uh, Italian uh, bumbling Italian inspector, and he's Roberto Bellini. And that's how they uh, continued the series. Like, he still kept it grounded. And at the end of Son, it's revealed that Clouseau had a daughter who's also uh, clumsy, and that's how the film ends. Yeah. And then with, with C. Martin, they said, fuck it, let's just reboot it. There's no, we don't need to follow any trails, you know. No, we we'll just do. We don't have to do it again. And you see a lot of movies like that. I mean, sequels in the '80s were like, oh, in Halloween Five, Michael Pleasance meets this person, and Freddy, you know, Nightmare for uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Five, this with their Dream Warriors this time. And now movies are like, fuck it, you know the premise. Here it is again. Yeah. Again, you know. <laughs> Just reboot. Just you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. I guess so they did that on here. Now, you said Halloween 5, right? Uh, the star we're seeing yeah. right here, Stacey Nelkin, who is Marie Van Buren, she was in Halloween 3, yeah. Season of the Witch. Oh, that's that weird one. That's the one where it was like a, just a standalone horror story. Uh-huh. Check this out. She yeah, was scheduled to be in... Blade Runner. She was cast as Mary, who is one of the six Nexus Six replicants from Offworld and comes to Earth. But the budget yeah. constraints cut all of those guys from the film. And we just started, we ended up seeing Daryl Hannah and the other two guys. Um, Rucker Howard and Batty right. and uh, some other shit. Yeah. So, but the only thing good about her, she was in Up the Academy. Which I saw in the theater with Boris Koba and his mom. Mad Magazine's trying to be National Lampoon. Yeah. That is directed by Robert Downey Sr. Right. It's it's not on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we have a friend, Boris Koba, and if he's listening, hi, Boris. It's been a while. I'm sorry I brought up your full name on this show. But his mom, like, uh, took us to see this. We were 12 years old huge Mad Magazine fan, and that movie was bad. Yep. And there was one scene, it was a military school, so the military sergeant, what have you, was going, they were going to have a dance, and he can't wait to get laid, and he's there, he's getting dressed, and they have a bulldog there, too, and the guy getting ready, he takes out a condom, and he puts it in his wallet, and he looks at the dog, and the dog looks at him, and he gives the dog a condom uh, wrap, wrap, condom, and the dog starts chewing it. Right. Like, and I remember Boris's mom's just went, oh. <laughs> what have you I know? done as a parent? Yeah, <laughs> I still remember that sigh, like, oh. So, yeah, she, we all felt it. The Colba's family fortune came from that cheese. A Colba cheese? Years and years. It was great-great-grandpappy Colba made the cheese. <laughs> Okay, so Stephen has been kidnapped, right? He is missing. And so now he's enlisted, Ray has enlisted all the hobos to go and find him. But Ugly Joe, who says, what's in it for me? And he goes, you're not a hobo, you're a bum. He's giving him an inspirational talk right now. It's really bad. 
What's up, the music? Uh-huh. Well, my old man just happens to own the Trojan horse bakery. Oh, come on, Carl. This is torturous. I know. It's so bad. I mean, not even Damon <laughs> is here to, like, at least be stupid for us. So we're basically having a whole setup that they're going to have to go find Naven and get him to the wedding in time uh, to stop Marie from getting married. Now, never mind sure, that Marie could just money. not get married. Right. I didn't realize this meeting was being held at the Donation Army. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's right. Um, so... This Marie, she was Stacy Nelkin. She was in Chips, A Team, Eight is Enough, uh, Hunter. She had a role in Bullets Over Broadway, the Woody Allen film. Uh, yeah. But she is best known for something I don't even know. Bonnie Sue Chisholm in four episodes of the CBS Western miniseries The Chisholms. Oh yeah, I was a big fan. I used to chisholm all over myself. Oh, you pervert. <laughs> Is that Chisholm? I hope that's not Chisholm. That's what I would say. My parents, when I, they turn on and see me watching TV. Yeah, they got a black light. Is that Chisholm? <laughs> Is that Chisholm on the TV? Yeah, it's a miniseries. Oh, that reminds me of one of my stand-up jokes I purposely did not do in San Francisco. Because you guys are okay. so sensitive. Okay. You know, you've heard of this, uh, like, gender fluid thing. I mean, like, what's the confusion, right? You show me the fluid, I'll tell you the gender. <laughs> you all, all, uh, I don't who think... did that? Oh, yeah. Nathan's, the open mic at Native's Bar would just go fucking ape shit. <laughs> There was a bunch of jokes yeah, I did that, not tell in San Francisco on purpose because they were just too edgy for you guys. For example? That one, that one, gender fluid joke. There was others. Uh, um, gosh, it's you not... Still, I'll, tell you the, the mm -hmm. I'll tell you the jokes that you did do in San Francisco. Oh, I love Asbury. Oh, man, do I hate it. No, wait. I, I like I love San Francisco. No, wait. Yeah, but. Oh, I hate Ashbury. I don't think I did that joke yeah. this time around, right? It was March, just before the COVID stuff. Yeah, it was like the week, the first week of March. It was. Yeah. It scared the shit out of me the whole week. Yeah, yeah. Because I got you hosted an open mic in in San Francisco, and you were like high fiving, shaking hands, hugging. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it was early. We didn't know. We didn't know. We knew, but it, it was right before the shit went down. You came and you left, and then the city went officially into lockdown. Yeah, it's good thing I left when I did, Mike, because I would have been out there, you know, and I would have yeah. been, you know. Staying at a hotel, a divey junkie hotel. I don't know. I'm just glad I got home and I was quarantined here in the mansion. Yeah. Yeah, in the state that has the second worst uh, COVID cases in the city in the country. Well, at least back then, at least town had 51 cases. Okay, so, and we had no deaths. Okay, my friend uh, Jeff lives in Garfield, and. They had like 300 and so, I mean, they, he personally knows people, I know them too, who died from it. 
Um, Jersey is a hotbed, but where I live, we're in a forest, a little rural here. Um, yeah. But the thing is, if I was out in San Francisco, I'm not knocking San Francisco. I'm talking about my life situation. I would have been at that rinky-dink hotel. It was a motel, you know, and that's on. And I would have had to stay inside that little box. You know what I mean? It. It. I'm just glad you, I got home. When you flew back, what was it like at the airplane? Did they were they kind of cognizant? Like it was it like panic mode or was no, people just not like, at all. But, Mike, like when we were out there, you were telling people they should shut down. Uh, it it what it hadn't yeah. hit yet. It wasn't. I mean, in your mind, Mike Spiegelman, it was a pandemic. Yeah. Carl, you just touched your face. Yeah. But the rest of the world was not where you were at <laughs> yet. We had about a week to go. Uh, when I flew on the airplane, there were no masks, no precautions. Listen, let our audience know that you uh, touched your fingers to your mouth, right? <laughs> Clean that the little space, and then touch my phone. <laughs> yeah. And I freaked out. I was like, God damn it. Yeah. Understandable. I, I covered. I, yeah. Okay, we're missing like now, this movie. You, you, we're missing this movie. Okay, so. I know. He has been kidnapped, as you can see, and he's just learned the bad news that um, uh, the Count has run out of money, and he's marrying Marie Van Buren for her money, okay? So now he's calling Marie with the pencil. <laughs> Ray is outside pretending that there's they're an ice cream truck. Oh, that's, that's Ray in the clown outfit? Oh, wow. This is definitely a landline. So now Marie's it's dilemma bad. is if I stop the wedding, they might do something like kill Naven. So she's going All to right. get through with it. Wham, wham, wham. Boy, talk about buyer's regret. Three years of the marriage, you'd be like, why? I. Whatever happened to Naven? Yeah, right. Oh, boy. Sorry, I'm sorry, Carl. How many times have you seen this movie? Because you know what I'm going to say. This is my fifth time. I can't sit through this movie. It's yeah. killing me. It's killing, it's killing me. me. Now we're revealing to, um, you know, we're revealing that it's Ray and they're getting in a net. He goes, well, what ice cream do you have? And we got two dopes in a net. Two dopes in a net. What's that? <laughs> he throws it off. <laughs> two dopes in a net. Hey, quit climbing around. Boy, he must miss Smokey and the Bandit, right? Being in that net. <laughs> so Smokey and the Bandit, you know, remember when there was like Big Enus and Little Enus and it was like uh... – Right, he's big. Uh, he is big because I'm saying they're doing the same thing. They they paired him off with a little guy. That's right. Now, when I first saw that guy, I was like, I know that guy, and I thought he was that guy from the James Bond movies. With remember, there's the big guy and the little guy, and they would go around making funny jokes. But anyway, I research found out that he was Smokey and the Bandit. 
He was yeah. Big Enos. So now right, they've well, cool. rescued Naven and they're off to the wedding. They're going to do it. Oh, uh, my Applebee's delivery is coming in five minutes, girl. Oh, okay. Uh, there's only uh, 11 minutes left in this film. Let's see if you can make it. All right. Do you want to pause? <laughs> uh, no, uh, you can go. T when is your delivery coming? You don't know. They got to ring the doorbell, right? Well, there should be a note saying he's coming, but uh, uh, according to my phone map, isn't this cool? It's on my street. Ah, gotcha. Not, not there yet. Well, for the yeah. continuity of the movie, we really can't stop. So I understand if you. Uh, okay. We 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 prepared for this. We knew I ordered Sonic Drive-In to deliver to my house. You said Applebee's. Right, now look how freaked out Marie oh. is. She does not want to marry this guy. Ugh, the dress is a mess. That's that dress. Say yes to the dress. She did. Uh, gonna get married. Now, uh, I thought it was funny that one of the editors was named Jack Gleason. Because of Jackie Gleason? Oh, Jackie Gleason. Yeah, because I know Jackie Gleason did not edit this movie. That's not the best producer's name. Remember uh, One Day at a Time from the 80s, the 80s version? Sure. There was a producer named Bud Weiser. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> he probably for some reason I just dogs. yeah right well he was really obnoxious he would always walk in saying what's up bud oh bud. the hilarity bud. that's ensuing listen I'm with you I'm done with this film too I mean it's just not a good job uh, at all and uh it's not believable we it? dumbness. No, we should not <laughs> end it. We can't do that to our audience. So this we can't guy, do that to our, no. this guy named oh, they got a hot Steinberg uh, produced this. And oh, okay, here's a not funny gag. Uh, the count is insisting that she she play "Here Comes the Bride" super fast. Done. Oh right, yeah, they want to get get it over with. Get her down the aisle. Oh, what if I'm I'm going to take my phone outside. Okay. All right. As you know, I'm here at Mutiny Radio Studios. Right. Okay, I'm going to walk downstairs. Now, ugly so that, uh, Eddie has decided he's not going to be a bum. He's going to be a hobo. So he's helping by uh, uh, getting his father's van, the Trojan Bakery, and they'll they'll pretend that they're catering for the wedding. Ah. But they're actually hobos. They're actually bringing Naven to break up the wedding. With what? Cards? Can we drop that idea with the cards? I'm sorry, you're breaking up a little bit. So now the father is walking Marie down the aisle and he's like, cheer up, Marie. And I don't understand why Marie doesn't say, 
Debbie, they're holding Naven hostage, right? Yeah, I mean, would the father not want his family-in-law to be uh, holding people hostage so they can get married? Well, I mean, the father is all for this because it's going to, you know, she's going to marry into royalty. It's very good. It's very prestigious for him. Uh, but, yeah, I think right. you're right. If he knew that the guy was a crook. Yes. If my father-in-law said, hey, you know what's funny about the wedding is that we had to abduct your girlfriend, your, your true love, so you would marry our, our daughter. Oh, yeah, that was hysterical. So now they have to get past the guard, convincing them that they're caterers for the wedding, and they're saying everything wrong, and the joke is the guard goes, okay. He goes, you're a couple of comedians. Ah. And, you know, the guard just lets them in. Thank God. Well, you know what? The guard probably realized the movie was ending. Right. And so let's just speed this shit up. But the thing is, the butler comes and vouches for them. And that's what, uh, here we have the joke of the wedding march is so fast. <laughs> Give me your daughter. All right, Carl. Bye. Mute out if you want. Uh, okay, so now the butler comes and vouches for them. And he knows Naven's going to wreck up this wedding. So he's secretly on their side and takes Naven with him to lead him straight to Marie right away. Nice. Yeah, ERB, Now, a guy named Ziggy Steinberg uh, wrote this thing and produced it. And when he was in college, he wrote stand-up material for David Steinberg, uh, who's not a relation, George Carlin. Carlin and Debbie Reynolds. So he did a lot of stand-up writing. Uh, his first television script was a Mary Tyler Moore e uh, episode. He went on to write for Bob Newhart, uh, and he wrote this. He Not only did he write this sequel, but he wrote a sequel called Porky's Revenge, um, and he wrote and directed, he actually directed The Boss's Wife. Uh, for TriStar Pictures. Another thing interesting about this Ziggy Steinberg is he wrote and produced Another You, which was the last time Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor co-starred together in a motion picture. It was Pryor's final starring role. So was that the one where, like, uh, came from a good film? Yeah. If you remember... Um, Big Enos, like, crashed his car into a chicken coop and got feathers all over him. And as a joke, we just saw an audience of this wedding with a bunch of feathers all stuck to him. It was pretty funny. Oh, so many memories. Did the photographer get it? What? Did the wedding photographer get it? Oh, the picture? Yeah. Now they're doing the do, do you take this one? And the joke is, his name is so long. And he goes, just call me Marco. Uh. So at the very last second, of course, Naven will show. Marie's about to say, I do. 
Here comes Naven on the horse. That's the same horse, right? That is the same exact horse. And, um, you know, a la the graduate, he's breaking up the wedding. And nobody's happy. The mother's fainting for the sixth time in this film. And watch <laughs> will trip will uh, leap over mom. <laughs> Good leap. Oh, there's a wedding cake. Let's see what happens. If there's a wedding cake in a movie, someone will fall into it. That was like a blatant trip, too. I would fire that butler. Now we have more hilarity. Oh, it's a Trojan horse. Trojan Bakery. Pies. Oh, it is a comedy. A la Bugsy Malone, they're attacking with pies. Wow, another good movie we did. Oh, I should tell you, Carl, one of my favorite things, if you go to Twitter and you, you're reading Scott Bayo's Twitter feed, right? Uh, his body, he lists all, all his movie, uh, his famous roles, and the first one is Bugsy Malone. Yeah, because that's it. like Bugsy Malone, Scott Yeah. Yeah. But he listed like chronological. He's like, I was first Bugsy, then I was Chachi, and then I was Charles. It was pretty funny. So. Oh, the butler said yeah, three. Right. And Naven is like, where's the steering wheel? And Butler thinks he's making a joke again. <laughs> the worst wedding. Ah, I could hawk that. Yeah, that's right. That and is what the key of it. Hawking jewelry. A kiss. See, now oh, they reference his special purpose, you know? It's just not the jerk in any way, yeah. shape, or form. Well, the jerk had no idea what sex was, right? He was all freaking right. out on that. But he got kissed. Produced by Ziggy Steinberg. Thanks, Zig. What a name. Thanks, Ziggy. Yeah, Ziggy and, Ro and Rocco wrote this. And here we have the great credits of a television show. Right. Cut scenes and let it roll. Not even well, cut. Ladies and gentlemen, that's... Stills from the film. Yeah. Well, this is the part where you go, I remember that scene of the dogs. Yeah. Next up, your local news, followed by Jay, uh, Johnny Carson. Stay tuned. Tonight, Johnny and welcomes Ray Winstone for a post-mortem. On the jerk too, right. Carl. What do you think of the jerk? Jerk too. Horrible, horrible film. Awful, terrible. Yeah, you know what? That's the way I remembered it uh, forty years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, I me thirty years ago, I guess. No, whatever. Years ago. Well, yeah, there it is. That is a piece of pop culture curio, but uh, flaws, uh, disturbance, right? Yes. It's garbage. They made a sequel. Mm -hmm. And YouTube has it. So God bless you, YouTube. Uh, and that's The Jerk, too. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, the show and watching the movie with us. We will be back next week. Every Sunday is our show. Uh, next week, Carl, I don't think I have a trailer prepared, but we're going to watch 1946's 
A Night in Casablanca with the three Marx Brothers. Wonderful. We're watching. We're going to riff a Marx Brothers movie. How fucking wrong is that? Yeah, that is. That doesn't even make just sense. let it play. <laughs> like it's, they're kind of older and slower in this movie, and they don't really have much to do, but it's cool. It's a curiosity. You know, people don't forget they made this movie. Yeah, everyone knows older movies, even like the hotel one, but everyone keeps forgetting they made this one. Yeah. So we'll be checking out A Night in Casablanca. Uh, Carl, where can people find you? Uh, they can go to carlsucks.com. That's all I've got to offer right now in this COVID nightmare. Yeah, everyone, be safe. And uh, check out mutinyradio.fm uh, where we broadcast. Uh, has been doing an underground live comedy show, which they perform outside in the street. And it airs live. So you can listen to it uh, on Fridays at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And that's that's all I got to really promote. I I got some things going, but nothing really, nothing really stand out. See my movie, The Thieves Code, available on Vimeo on demand, and probably the best two minutes of a movie you'll ever see. My scene. And you've got an article online that's current about me, Mike Spiegelman. Uh, you wrote it. You were the author of an article online. Oh, tell me about it, because I, I, I can't place it. <laughs> oh, darn. I'm not a good friend if I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember it. Well, you wrote, oh, whatever. So guys, you you wrote an article. You wrote an article. You promoted it twice before on I, the show. I know. And you know one of the reasons why I'm, I'm hedging my bets? It still hasn't been published yet. So uh -oh. uh, when, it, when it gets to the list, I will mention the website. Oh, okay. But until then, do not go to Snapchat. Do not go to SavageHenryMagazine.com, Humboldt County's finest human magazine. From what I've been contributing to their pu printed publication for years, there will be a virtual issue available. Uh, so keep check, keep refreshing it. Do what I do. Care keep refreshing that page. Savage Henry. Oh. Yes, stay at Savage Henry Magazine. But they call it Savage Henry Independent Times, or S-H-I-T. <laughs> Good one. Good one. Well, uh, that's all I got. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been fantastic. Uh, go to Memo, contribute money to At Muni Radio, keep the station going. Uh, subscribe to our station. Keep safe, keep sane. Uh, Carl, I'm looking forward to next week's movie with you. Yeah, yeah, it's one, to, we, I'm gonna mark it down. Mark, I'm gonna make my marks. I'm gonna, okay, I'll think of jokes. Looking forward. Yeah, hey, you know what? We're just going to play the movie. I don't think we're going to do any jokes. Uh, all right. Well, that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much. Thank you, audience. Thank you, Carl. We'll see Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. With Mike Spiegelman It's been over one long year Watching movies bad, strange and weird Commandeered By Michael Hi, this is Carl I'm Mike's friend, I, I wrote this song. 
German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the <laughs> Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael. Bug House Square, this is Mutiny Radio. If you can afford to please uh, give us some money, we're like, you know, we're, we're falling apart here. We're trying to get, uh, 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 keep this boat afloat. So if you feel it in your heart, uh, click on that GoFundMe thing. If you have done it, thank you so much. Um, again, uh, just be as decent as you can. This is, uh, this is Mutiny Radio. Check out other programming as well. Pam, you got anything up there? You got that breaker ready there? We can do... Uh, we can do that. So uh, yeah, Pam's here. She's just you know shoveling more coal in the furnace. Uh, keep things going here. Hi on a raft without a pattern. We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over forty-four different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Anti-Trump is the antivirus or antibody to the Trump virus. We're a global alliance of humans standing up against Trump anarchy. Antitrump.com started four years ago on March 19, 2016 with two sketches and a dream for a better world. Nobody thought it was going to be this bad. Most of us probably figured it would just be four more years of the same old... He was a 70-year-old babbling Nimrod. How bad could it really be? Treason is the last of his felonious activities. The Trump brand has hijacked our government and sold Lady Liberty to the mob. We are a leaderless and without the most basic health care system and community service. COVID-19 is a pandemic. The Trump brand is the virus. Welcome to the antivirus. Go antitrump.com and spread the word individual politics aren't important what is important is that we stand together as a unified voice and say enough is enough that's antitrump.com welcome to strictly bad vibes your personal blink department
women through a sea of hiding heads. Hi on a raft without a paddle. Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy, a small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly sports, vinyl to gutter pumps. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Anti-Trump is the antivirus, or antibody, to the Trump virus. We're a global alliance of humans standing up against the Trump brand. Antitrump.com started four years ago on March 19, 2016 with two sketches and a dream for a better world. Nobody thought it was going to be this bad. Most of us probably figured it would just be four more years of the same old. He was a 70-year-old babbling Nimrod. How bad could it really be? Treason is the last of his felonious activities. The Trump brand has hijacked our government and sold Lady Liberty to the mob. We are a leaderless and without the most basic health care system and community service. COVID-19 is a pandemic, but the Trump brand is the virus. Welcome to the antivirus. Go to antitrump.com and spread the word. Individual politics aren't important. What is important is that we stand together as a unified voice and say enough is enough. That's antitrump.com. Welcome to Strictly Bad Vibes, your personal complaint department. Uh, what, what the hell are we talking about? Um, whiny people and their stupid complaints that we requested they send us. Why do we do this? Why, why are we <laughs> None of which matters in this equation because it is his choice to carry such horse shit on the fucking train. And he was yelling, he was like, Mobed bitch, Mobed bitch, and uh, and uh, I wasn't, I wasn't, I'm just not, I'm not moving it, you know? I've arrived, why should I move? I don't like what more kids are giving us at our free lunches. Someone says, 340-1976, and it does not spell anything. Someone says, 340-1976. Go for it. Call in, guys.
Radio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead parasites? Well, shoot. From time to time, I do thought of you. You know, if you go to joke workshops, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radio. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radio. Yahoo! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comedy, it's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitable. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayaking. And then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Linderman brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cart time. <laughs>
Carl, not Spiegelman. We're hosts, though. You uh, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or um, 5 p.m. 5 yeah. percent Eastern right. Standard Time. Right. I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show. 5 p.m. Let's do the theme song. Oh. Let's watch
Jerry Allen begins today's journey on the morning train. Jerry Allen, of course, the great pianist who has played with many people over the years, and from one of her own albums as a leader, there in a trio setting, the album is Twilight, that's with a Y, T-W-Y-L-I-G-H-T, released in 1989, Jerry Allen Trio with uh, Jeremy Shahid on the bass, Connie Cabal on the drums, you heard Ben Cabrillo dancing, and Shadow Series, the vocalist on the latter, Therese Taylor Bell, the music of Jerry Allen, here on the music, on the morning train, Freeform Radio for Free Minds, we're heading into a long stretch with Charles Mingus, so sit back. So, um, we're live now. Just I started the podcast. So All right. Everybody can like use. It's okay. Don't freak out. Boing, boing, boing. Yeah, we'll kind of figure that out. Sound check. Welcome to the Aranak and Sketch Show podcast comedy hour with friends on the radio. Radio hour with friends hour. Hey, we're. Boing, boing, boing. We're here with Sam Carroll. Say hi, Sam. Hello. Oh, it's loud. Pam Benjamin. Pulling you, pulling you down a little bit. Yeah, hi. And Billy. My last name is Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> Billy. Oh. <laughs> we're going to do some sketch Billy comedy. Billy Cheesesteak so Sullivan. Yeah. We're going to do some sketch comedy. Let's go right into the Fran 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 Fran, the Six Flags theme song. Let me get a cheesesteak called the Che. 
And with that, we will. Wait, so you want me to rotate this one too? That's my stage name when I. Let me get a beef bread and Che. Hold the Che. Hold the Che. Why? Why? I'm so. I'm so goddamn loud. This is how I sound like. This is what I. This is what I sound like. Why didn't you guys tell me about this? It's a little dark. Can you turn it up? Can you turn the screen up? Can you read the turn the screen up? I can't read it from my phone. It's too small. It's too small. It's too small. It'll work. Why you want to split switch seats? Yeah, I guess if you're gonna do it from your phone, boy. Oh, I trapped you there, did I? Caught you in a corner. About switching seats because I want to keep my seat, so we would have to switch the seats. We switch seats. Oh, you literally wanted to switch seats. There was a, there was a weird buzzing thing that happened to you, so it's good that we didn't really start yet. And I can cut all this out. This is exciting for the radio listening audience, I suppose. Does anyone want reefer? Does anyone want reefer? I'm just kidding, I don't have any reefer for you. Reaper? Oh, yeah. Send us away, Aaron. We're going to start the sketch show, Sam. Turn into a nebula star? Fuck, you said. He had 100 miles an hour on that pitch. Sketch show, baby. Sure. Sam have a part? Do we even cast that? Is this that my beer? Bob. Bob. It's the part of Bob. Actually, yeah. If you want Bob, Bob's Bob right, sucks. Billy, Let the record it. state that Bob Thank sucks. W am I going to take Billy's part now? No, no, no. Are you serious? This is, this is a, a joke from real life. Why are you tired so much, man? We're trying to do a sketch. We're trying, we're trying, to, we're trying to read a script. Th now. I guarantee you don't have an hour and 40 of minutes of content in here. We don't. We don't. So we don't. We don't need the rant. You trying to go home to your wife? Improv show. It's a sketch show. What, I, are we're there rules? The script. Yeah, we're going off the script. Sketch yeah, don't be off the script, man. Come on, let's go off cock. the script. Okay. So no talk. All right, so no talking. Start now. Fuck you, Aaron. No talk. Yeah. It's just welcome to the no talking sketch before, show. Before we start, I just have to say, Aaron, we were trying to be serious and get everything together. We've got sound cues. We got We've got it all worked out technically. I spent and the then whole they're day. like, let's just fuck around. What? So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do this. this. <laughs> throw it's Sam. Don't, care, bro. don't throw me in a basket. Billy's here. Billy's serious. I just spent a Why whole day writing the script. Because I thought you were going to take it seriously. I thought you were going to read a part. You, you thought I was going to take this seriously? You, you had oh, to ask me. Don't like, be a dick. How? Come on. Read a line after I read a line. He right. worked really hard on this. Yeah, script. I wrote a whole script. He wrote for a whole it. script. <laughs> I wrote a whole script. Have I you put ever sound cues. Sam's not taking it seriously. I edited. Oh, no. I edited the oh, sound cues. Sam is coming to already Jackson. Let's fucking do it. You know, no, I'm not even. I'm not even now in a comedy mood anymore. we got a hostile energy for this read. I'm not even in a comedy <laughs> mood anymore. Do I even want to do comedy anymore? Here we go. We're going to start again. We're starting again. We're starting. We're starting right now. It's ruined. All right, everybody. Great. Welcome. All right. All right. Can I have your part, Aaron? <laughs> all right, Sam, dog. Here's the pitch. The song perfectly pitch. reflects my inner being as it is. All right, so I don't need no half-wit producer mucking it up. All right, I'm a musician in the studio. Got it. Dander Adams. She's a PBR, and I'm a mouth. Take one. <coughs> she's a PBR, and I'm a mouth. 
She's a cigarette, I'm still a mouth. Well, we met, she said she was only 15. I said, what, I can't hear you take this fake ID. You know, but I love to go shopping. You have to interrupt me at that part. You have to no, be like. You, you, I, I, fuck, that's good, but you never hit the line where you where you. Oh, well, uh, stay uh, in character. No, 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 we're, we're, we're way above I, I thought you wanted me to do and cut, honestly, this but is, then we're not even on that page. This isn't so where we are. Yeah, saying. yeah, who has. The no, this is the first, this is the first page. You're, you're. Oh, uh, okay, okay, I got you, I got you. I shout, I got, no, I got, I, you, you score, you're fine, you score, you score. I shout at her in public because it makes me feel big, and she's not allowed to leave the house unless it's for my gig, but she has beautiful eyelids. All right, cut. What, what's wrong with that one? What? I, what, I was feeling that. What gives, man? Do you actually do that? Do you actually do what? Do what? Keep your girlfriend locked inside your house. Whoa, whoa. Okay, what gives you the right, man? I deny these extremely serious and faceless accusations. She's in no way my girlfriend. That's not the point, Xander. In a song, you So what? It's just a song, all right? That's what I do. Music and stuff. I look by. I know hundreds of beanie-wearing, Wilco-loving, pitchfork-reading studio engineers that would kill for this gig. Do you want me to find someone else? No, sir. Right. I'll take it from the top of the second verse. Bob. I don't see. It's this one. It's I the top. It's the top line. No, oh, I'm sorry. Look, it's second verse. <laughs> All right, Xander Adams. She's a PBR and I'm a mouth. Take two. She was shaken and she sprayed on me after my friend tossed me one of her at a party. Gross. When we met, she said she was only 15. I said, what? I can't hear you. Take this fake ID. But I love to go shopping. Cut. What? What was wrong with that one? What now? Xander, if this is true, I highly recommend that you find an attorney, but if nothing else, you have to change the lyrics, my dude. And censor my creative outlet? No way, man. My dude, it's not censoring, it's editing. Think about it like this. Remember that Black Eyed Peas song, Let's Get Retarded in Here? Yeah, I love that song. My dude, of course you do. Well, did you ever notice that one day, everyone started singing it, Let's Get Started in Here? No, I still sing it the old way. Okay, well, my point is the band changed the lyrics so it's not offensive, and now it's more popular. You could do that, too. Just change some of the lyrics. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. What else do you want me to change? You want me to, like, rename my record the was She Was Thunder Age? What, that doesn't make sense, dude. Look, let's just finish the damn song. There's only one verse left, okay? Is it clean? Of course it's clean. My demo is 13 to 17-year-olds. Now let's start it from the top of verse 3. Fine, but this is it, man. Xander Adams... She's a PBR, and I'm a predator. No, I, I'm not. A, okay, I'm going to just do it. I don't have a bed frame. Stop asking. Just forget it. When I post on social media, I disable the comments, and I keep correspondence with my good friend, Bill Cosby. Still good. Uh, Bill Cosby part? <laughs> Bill Cosby. I love that guy. God damn it, Xander. <laughs> I'm not going to ruin my career over your predatory lifestyle anthem and finish with this track. Now, we can call it a day or we can do covers, but I'm not spending another second on that horrible, horrible song. Jesus Christ, Bob, you're acting super crazy right now for no reason. All your friends agree with me. They say you're being super emotional and irrational and crazy, but whatever. Even though I'm the victim, I'm going to be the bigger man. We don't have to play that song. 
we can just do a cover. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, for the Christmas album. Baby, it's cold outside on three. One, two, three. Dude, barista? Who's barista? Aaron's barista. No, it's just Pam. Yeah, Billy. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so you have here. I'll get. I'm white, everybody, for the record. So it's. Don't say that. Now we can't what? do it. No, 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 no. It's right, full. We're gonna find a new actor in the studio. Oh, you. Hey, Aaron. I'm not uh, white. Hey, Aaron. We're in the mission. Wait. We pulled oh. somebody out from the street. Hello, hola. Whoa. Thank you. Oh, hola. I'm sorry. I don't know hablo espanol, but you seem to be of the correct race to play this role. Why don't you sit in for the sketch? Yeah, man, that's that's probably a good idea. You should you should take me you should take my mic. Gracias, gracias. Great See. to have you here, Mister. <laughs> that's fantastic. Let's do it. All right. So we have. your mocha latte miss uh i ordered a matcha latte do i say something <laughs> better not because cause any trouble i mean he's just she's just doing he this is impossible to do right now hey that white lady's <laughs> got a point <laughs> excuse me <laughs> i actually ordered a matcha latte Oh, I'm sorry, miss. Let me get you a, a different one. I mean, one is in Spanish and the other is in Japanese, so. Right, well, here's your matcha latte. Thank you. No, we're still going. It's too much. Wow, maybe I am a girl boss. What are they doing over there across the street and two blocks down from me? Are they skateboarding on the sidewalk in my school district? Excuse me. Si, senora. What did you just say to me? Perdone, sen perdone, senora. Yo no habla espanol. Solo esta tratando apartada. This is America, okay? And in America, we speak. Is that a Nora Jones shirt? Si, senora, mi amor, a Nora Jones. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I don't know why, I didn't know that. Tu tienes o was bellissimos. <laughs> Kiss me. <laughs> Don't confuse <laughs> French and Spaniards. Playwriting is my passion. Great to be here, everybody. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> it's fantastic. I'm trying. Sam's better at Spanish. I mean, we should have switched roles. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because you know what, too? I was trying there, too. Like, I was like, come on. I forgot how to read. I didn't know you spoke. Are we ready to go on? <laughs> 
guy that came in here just to do that part was really good at he it. He was really good. Yeah, look, we're lucky we're in the mission. What it hasn't been totally man? gentrified yet. We just gentrified this, the, the sketch show. We're all, I'm a quarter Asian just for the record, but everyone else here is We're honkies. It's 3.75 white in the room. What quarter is it? Fourth quarter. Put all your bags in. Uh. The top part, the, the head part. Trying to get some licks yeah. in. His it's big brain. Yes, Thank his you. big, big brain. My I heard you guys love. are really good at the humanities. Yeah, you know in the fake science of uh, race supremacy that's known as eugenics, uh, Asians were actually deemed the smartest. Smarter than white people. That's why even uh, old-timey white supremacists were like, Oh, the Asians. You know, what the, Jew <laughs> you know where the Jews ranked on that? The Jewish people? You know where they ranked on that? Uh, they didn't rank. Yeah, they yeah, were yeah, yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> That's right. The Germans were like, we yeah. can't, we don't even know how to decipher this. We're just gonna yeah. do an asterisk and we're gonna put them on the side yeah. of the. the Almost I heard the every Jews were the smartest, like Ashkenazi Jews. I believe they are, the bro. I, I believe they are. I think that's why they've been targeted so many times over the over the. Cause Cause I don't think it's the Danish people. blood in me that helps me remember stuff. Yeah, yeah, It's the Dane that makes you so horny. The Viking in you. No, it's the menopause that makes me so horny. It's nothing to do. It has to do with my gender. Has to do with my 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 biology, not my. Okay. <laughs> who wants to, who are you, who's playing? Who wants to play? I'll play somebody. Okay, Billy, you are this white man. Oh You're Brian. Nice. Brian. Alrighty. Me enter. Hey, you must be our lead. Yes, I'm here to play the mayor of Flavortown. Yeah, that's right. It's just a super simple ad for this burrito place, so we should be out of here in no time, probably. With all due respect, I think the characters will let us know when they are done. Uh, yeah, sure. Alright, from the top. Action! Hey, it's me, the mayor of Flavortown. Come on down to Burrito Shack and try our new beefy crunch wrap. Believe me, I know flavor. But I may never know the human heart. Citizens of Flavortown, we all lost something in that Chernobyl grade nacho cheese explosion. Something of ourselves? Something of God. I may never again know the touch of my own wife, but damn me to hell if I don't know flavor! Alright, cut. What? Did I do something did I do something wrong on there? Uh no. I I don't know uh, I don't know where you got half of that. Our telegraph girl wrote, Come on down to Flavortown and get a beefy crunch wrap for four ninety nine. And that's all she wrote. Uh please refrain from cursing in this burrito ad, alright? You're right. He's the mayor of Flavortown after all. He would be much better at hiding his pain. No, no, uh, there's no pain. He's just happy about his flavorful burrito. Sure, sure. On the surface. No, everywhere. Let's, tr let's just try that again. All right, teleprompter. And action. Hey, come on down to Flavortown and get a beefy Crunchwrap for four ninety nine. Uh, you're Brittany. <laughs> wow, Mr. Mayor, just four ninety nine. What are you doing here, Brittany? Uh... How crunchy is it? You look sick. How are the kids? I haven't slept since you left me. I I love you, Mayor of Flavortown. <laughs> well, you should have thought of that before getting into bed with Papa John. You know he can't satisfy me like you do. I need you, Mayor of Flavortown. And I need your hot, wet, beefy crunch wrap. I can never quit you! Uh, all right, cut, 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 cut. What, did we do something wrong? You can't just kiss your co-star. That was highly inappropriate. 
Um, I don't know. I thought it was pretty natural. Can we try? We could try one topless if you like. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Bottomless. Bottomless. I think that this, that's a little more real. It is real. What do you know? Why can't we just do it the way it was written? Is the writer here? I mean, I really think he'd like our changes if he just saw the animal magnetism in the room. Oh, please, no changes. I, I think we'd all be more comfortable uh, if we just went by the book, all right? I mean, I majored in dramatic improv, and I think I work way better in the moment. Right, right. The script is getting in our way at this point. Oh, for the love of God, the script's not holding you back. Just please take it from, oh, hey, mayor of Flavortown. <laughs> all right. And action. Oh, hey, Mayor Flavortown. Lorsqu'Assalai couchante, les deviers du son maire. Oh, bon père, à tigres Flavortown. Oh my God, <laughs> cut, cut. At least do it in English. Gee, uh, please, guys, I've got four other shoots. My kid is sick. My relationship is falling apart. Can we just get this over with, huh? Wait, you're right. That's a much better direction. I agree. <sighs> what? No, no, thank you, Brian. And and action. That's my job. Oh, hey, Mayor Flavortown. It's you. Listen, I I have like four more shoots today. How could you? Our relationship is falling apart. Our kid is sick. He has crunch wrap diarrhea. Then why don't you stop feeding him to him? <laughs> because I thought you knew flavor. I'm just a director! Just like your father. He knew flavor. And scene. Oh my God! Wow. Hey, I I'm so sorry. I didn't I didn't realize the importance of your work. All right, that's a wrap, everybody. A beefy crunch wrap. <laughs> <laughs> House Hunters International. Thank you. It's a, it's yeah. a good game out there. Uh, wait, are we? Oh, we like, we like to, oh, we like to party. Another Aaron Billy scene. Let's, let's do it. I'm trying to figure out. Okay, then, Critic, we were talking I'll about this before, the rule of threes, exactly. right? Were we talking about the rule of threes? Yeah. That's my rule of four. What? That's me thinking outside the box there. Okay, you know about the what? rule of threes, right? <laughs> comedy? Sure. My <laughs> my rule-breaking new form of comedy is rule of four? Sure, break the fourth wall, baby. I know. I'm so smart and you quick. It's hard. It's God, hard. I it's hate the both of you. It's, it's so hard to have, like, actual theater oh. training. This is a really good script, head. by the way. Oh. It's really well written. You should apply to that fucking Nickelodeon thing. Like, What's this is really, they've been really funny. I was crying in the last one. I was trying not to lose my shit, and I was literally crying. That was fun to do. Thank you. I was, yeah. What's was the Nickelodeon thing? Literally. Oh, I'll show it to you later. Okay. It's a thing you could make money and be a real writer. You're so young and perfect. You're perfect for it. And you're so yeah, good at it. You're really, really... I, all the genres, too. You did the song, and you got the good script. I'm Thank done you. sucking your dick. Are we going to finish this fucking script or what? You don't have to stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, let's do this. Right. With me and Billy. <laughs> all right. House Hunters International. Well, you're a weeaboo. Weeaboo. What is a weeaboo? Yeah. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, if you're, like, really sad about it, like, you pee in bottles and shit. All oh, right. God. <coughs> all right.
On season two of House Hunters International, we helped Jared find the perfect studio apartment in Tokyo, Japan, and finally live out the dreams of his favorite films. Now we're back a year later to see how he's adjusting to the li- to life in the big sake. Uh, yeah, Japan's cool. I'm yet to explore my neighborhood or uh, my street or my building, really, but it looks really nice. Just taking a year to get comfortable and, you know, watch some TV. Well, it must be pretty nice in there. Let's check it out. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a little messy. Jesus Christ, man, where do you buy this much natty light in Japan? Uh, there's an Amazon locker in the building. Just one of the great amenities. I also really like the, uh... Dude, it smells awful in here. Where do you sleep? Uh, you know, I just put a blanket down. Uh, those pizza boxes over there have been my favorite. Have, uh, have been? As in for a... W- okay, cut it. We're gonna shelf this episode and shoot another revisit episode in a year. Try to clean some of it up, if you can, by then, okay? Oh, okay, man. Okay. On season two of House Hunters International, we helped Jared find the perfect studio apartment in Tokyo, Japan, and finally live out the dream of his favorite films. Now we're back two years later to see how he's adjusting to life in the big sake. Hey, Brody. Proud to show you how I finally found my way in Japan. That's great, Jared. Let's take a... What the fuck? It's exactly the same. Look again, new gaming laptop. Is that a bottle of your own urine? Intel Core 1-9 processors and a removable graphics card, Sure, you can't put posters of naked women on your walls. We told you we were filming today. Dude, it's not porn. It was all drawn by hand. Why are there so many cups? Do you ever use them twice? Uh, No, I just get the new ones shipped out. Jared, maybe it's time you move back home. What? No, I love Japan. I love the culture. You've never been outside. So what? I like the movies. That's the culture. Here, pal. Watch this. What is this? A VHS tape? It's Do the Right Thing by Spike Jones. Wait. Spike Lee. <laughs> Something new to take your mind off of Japan. Hmm. Spike Lee? I'll be back next week. <coughs> On season two of House Hunters International, we helped Jared find the perfect studio apartment in Tokyo, Japan, and finally live out. Let's see how he's adjusting to life in the big sake. Oh, God. Oh, God. I hope he took my advice. What's up, Mookie? I was wrong. Stop the tape. <laughs> Alright, to recover from that one, to recover from that sketch, I'd like to do a little yeah. bit of... Yeah, come on, that was not bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You could have done that? a good shouty. I know, I know, Billy did a great job, but he oh. did a good shouty thing to be stuck Oh, yeah. Well, to take everyone's mind off it, what if I did a great little magic trick? Huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I will. I will now proceed to make this uh, this entire soundboard disappear. Ready? It's gone. Thank you. Oh my god! You guys talked about that in advance for viewers at home. Was that the end? There's no more soundboard. No, we have another. Oh, okay, good. You guys okay. talk about that before? No, I can. I, I just n- doing magic. I mean, I didn't. I should have asked magic. before I. No, took I. Away I mean, I know how you magic know, works. You knew, you knew that she Do you was not believe do in magic? What are you, some kind of like telekinesis? What kind what of co- communist are you? You don't believe, yeah, you in, don't magic? believe in magic? What is, you don't have. You don't the have any sense of don't have wonderment the in your life. Jesus Christ. Okay, John Lennon. 
Yeah. I got a little sense of magic and wonder. John Lennon beat women. John Lennon beat women. Not everybody. I just have one more set. Yeah, I can restock. All right, let's. You guys want to? You guys want to pick who does? Who's who's beating? I guess Ron needs Billy. Hey, I'm gonna respect. Benny needs you. Sam, you're Richard, so you have the most to say. His name is Dick, and that's. Yeah. The pretentious guy. Oh, J.K. Yeah. Oh, J.K. Simmons. Spider-Man. Um, I'm David. We need more pictures. My dad's name. I have the smallest part, but with the most musical cues. Mm. Pam, you were Charlotte. You're sane, but you're a chronic overactor. Oh, I can do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, That's right in my wheelhouse. The chronic overactor part. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe not. No, not the sane part. Fuck your face. You kidding me? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Um. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our first rehearsal for the Scottsdale Community Theatre's production of Shakespeare's most famous comic tragedy, One Girl Sad, Three Girls Stabbed. <laughs> sorry, 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 I could not make it to the auditions, but my assistant looked over all of your resume, and I have no doubt that you'll do the material justice. So let's just jump right into it. Is that all right with everybody? Great, great. We're going to start with some key scenes. Your first, David. It says here that you once performed on Broadway. Uh, Broadway Avenue, actually. Broadway Avenue, in okay. In El Paso. Yes, okay. Very familiar with it. Oh, well, uh... Cut. Well, you're reading uh, for Il Dottore, top of scene four. Great. All right. Hit it. I just can't believe she's so sad. And I wish I didn't have so much plague. <laughs> I wish I could help her. But that's just the way it is. And that's just something will never change. Stop! What are you doing? I, I'm just None of that is in the script. I, I'm just trying to put my own spin to it. Well, don't! Your character is a poor Italian man whose wife is on her deathbed while he pursues a melancholy 16-year-old prostitute. He's the complicated hero. Do it again! This time from where Charlotte says, I am distraught. Charlotte, why don't you begin? Of course, uh, let me finish my breathing exercises. Okay, I'm ready. Oh, I am distraught. I am betrothed to Lancelot the Huguenot. I am wrought with afterthought. That wrought the knot I once sought at the despot. And I have lots of plague. Tell me about it, right? Haha, <laughs> hit it. It's a hard knock life. For oh us, stop, it's a hard stop, knock. Stop! Stop it right now! David, that's not even close to the scene we're doing. Is that what you call sad, tortured, and tedious? I, I'm sorry, Mr. Richard. I was just trying to add my own spin to it. Uh, I'm not paying you to add your own spin. In fact, I'm not paying you at all. Jesus Christ, Rodney. I'm going to have you fill in for David here. Maybe he'll get the idea. Hey, it sounds good to me. <laughs> Great. Take it from top of scene five, Rodney. <coughs> uh, 
I'd say, any of you heard of this plague that's been going around, huh? Jeez, my wife's been bedridden for months. I'd say, though, by the amount of silence around this house, you'd think I was the one who died and gone to heaven. Oh. <laughs> Shut up, both of you. This isn't Caddyshack. This is one girl sad, three guys stabbed. The definitive tragedy of the 1500s. We're going to do this play how it was meant to be played, self-indulgently over the course of six hours. The only true artist in this room is Charlotte. Look, she's studying me right now. Hi, Charlotte. <laughs> You're fascinating. You're fascinating. <laughs> Why don't you read the part of Il Dottore? I thought you'd never ask. Great, great. Start at the bottom of page 2486, end of act one. <coughs> oh, my leg! It is so broken! And it has so much black in it! And I've been stabbed! Just like my two brothers! True actress. Oh, for what? One sad girl! No! It has not been in vain. That's a really good actor. For I have loved, and that oh, is enough. Yeah, perfect, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, Charlotte. <laughs> uh, more, more, more. I love you. The motion, the peak <laughs> of it right now. Yes, perfect. Now the Blue Man Group is going to rise up from the bottom of the stage, so you have to exit as soon as you hear the Chumba Woomba playing. Chumba Woomba. <laughs> Yeah. I get knocked down. But I get up again. Did I ever want to take me down? I get knocked down. Hey, buddy. That's yeah, all I got. Yeah, I got yeah. all this rock and roll. Yeah, that was an hour oh, yeah. material. Was it? And oh, it's, it's been an hour. Gee whiz, it's been an hour. No fat on that. There was There's no, no fat, fat on this. Hi, everybody. I need to get the damn thing to play and it won't. I don't know how you're going to I'm sorry. Well, I just I don't know how these kinds. You of know, despite the hurdles, we made a flawless sketch show performance. So everybody, please give good. it up for our players: Billy Sullivan, Whoa. Sam Carroll, that's me, Pam Benjamin, Kay. and most of all, me, Aaron Atkin. Aaron Atkin. That's my impression of a chimpanzee. I did that with my mouth. Thank you for watching Aaron Atkin Sketch Show Podcast Comedy Hour with Friends on the Radio. Radio Hour with Friends Hour. See you next time. Cigarette. Guy Yay. Blitton's The Naughtiest Girl, written by Ann Digby. Guy Blitton. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for getting rattled. Oh, I'm, I'm, so good. I I'm pretty sure I'm the reason that was so good.
surprised now. Some of the greatest R&B music ever written in America. That set began with Curtis Mayfield, 1971. Get Down, followed by Earth, Wind, and Fire from 1973. That was Keep Your Head to the Sky. I'm going to send that one out to my wonderful friend and student, the Mighty Mo, on his musician today. Earth from early Earth, Wind, and Fire, the first song I saw them perform on television, 1973. Wow. Wow. <laughs> my path in life was set. That was followed by the Jackson 5 and Dancing Machine, one of the last hits they had on Motown before leaving the label for Columbia. That was 1974. And also from 1974, the group that came to prominence at that time, The Sinners and Mighty Mo. Another television memory for those of you who were around at that time. You're streaming on YouTube. Time that The Sinners appeared on Saturday Night Live and Bill Murray was just beside himself introducing them live to the crowd. He could barely contain his enthusiasm. The Great Sinners here on the morning train with J.D. Deer. And we are headed elsewhere now with the also mighty Tennessee Onafour. Tell that to the Native Americans. You can't own, you can't own a, p a fire. No, nobody owns the fire. The fire owns man. After Prometheus stole fire from the gods, we went high with power. Oh, the whole time I'm gonna fucking... Am I out now? Well, you're back in. You're in there like swimwear, player. In there like swimwear! Right? Isn't that cool? That's a cool thing that I say. It's a cool thing that makes me cool. Really? Yeah. Well, don't say that. Dude, I just got crazy deja vu that I was gonna die. Yeah, everybody, that's shady. Well, my heart is full of love, and it's inspire you. And I'll be there every day, if you just want me to. Yours is, yours is clicking in. A beer kiss? Oh, do you wanna do a beer kiss no. with me, Sam? Not on the lips, guys. No, 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 no. I, you, you don't know. Let me show you what a beer Just kiss. Not on the lips. Sam and Aaron are docking in the studio, ladies and gentlemen. And if you don't know what that is, it's when one male sticks his penis into the other male's foreskin. Obviously, providing one of the men have foreskin. Is that the case? In the, yeah, that is the case. I taste like Turkish Royals. It is nope, you s taste like Camel like Blues. Turkish Royals. They're everyone's at least top three, I feel. 
I don't feel anybody. They're not even in my top three. Really? What are your yeah, top yeah. three? Yeah, top three is uh, Reds. I think are my favorite just because they have the fiberglass and they really fuck you up, and that's why they're so good. They taste like a break at a fast food restaurant. Yeah, but you don't have a cigarette and palate palate yet. A cigarette palate. No, I, mean. I love a red. I love taking a ten minute break at KFC. Yeah, I mean I don't doubt that. They're delicious. That's all I'm agreeing with you. What are your other two? Uh, okay, so there's Reds, and then I think um, I think Dunhills are up there. Hmm, look at that. But I, you know what? I don't even really personally like Dunhills all that much. I think they just might be some of the best because they're. I've never yeah, heard of them. Thompson smoked them. Are they are they regular? Like you can they're buy them at a gas station. Or? You know what? They you could only buy uh you can only buy Dunhill Internationals outside of Europe and shit. Like in America, you can only, only buy Dunhill Internationals, and they sell them in the mission. Dude, French cigarettes, gitans. That's like just in theory, I've only had them like once, and I don't really remember them that much. They were fine, but gitans, because yeah. Serge Gainsbourg smoked those, dog. Cigarettes, cheese, and wine. Cigarettes, cheese, and wine. One of those fucks you up. Wine. One of them lets you go. The other one lets you do it and have a good time. Want to do it to him. We're here with it's the Mutiny Radio podcast. Super, super poop talk. You it know, just the, the, French, right away. the French have less cholesterol because red wine coats your arteries and makes them slippery so your fat doesn't stick as much. What, dude? Yeah. That's like something you tell. Like, the, the Italians, like, did this thing where they were just like, yeah, a glass of red wine a day keeps you alive. And it's like, I guess maybe, like, a glass. But, like, he's drinking a glass of red wine. Look at how they drink versus the Irish, though. Because the Irish were downtrodden, and they just only had the sauce to keep them warm Malcolm during the famine. Yeah. The Malcolm True. Gladwell. The Italians, they had them much better, though, and Wow, well, the Italians were, like, at a lot of points in the world, like, the epicenter of trade and shit. That's true. They had a Northern good for a Italy. Long time. The southern, the southern Italy was just neglected, and there was a lot of civil wars and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and they're poor. Dude, wine's also yeah. room temperature. It's hard to drink a lot. Like, yeah, like gross. you get a cold beer, you could drink a million of those. It just tricks your brain into thinking, oh, that's yeah, water. That's definitely water. I could drink twelve of those. Think about think about light. all the drinks back in the day were just warm. You were just a normal guy. You had warm drink every time. There were no, no matter what you were drinking, always warm. They'd just be like, or you put it in a cellar, get it like three in degrees colder yeah, than it's in an outside temperature. Yeah, they still do that in England. They have uh, cask condi- like cask temperature ale, which is just like they have some shit in the basement, and it comes out that temperature. It's in the shade, and it's and got like novelty attached to it. It's yeah. Let's yeah, go yeah. to English and well, buy their ground beer. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it is and like say that, that it's we warm drink brown ale. If, if we just your got beer back from London. We had the ground beer. You have to try the ground beer. You gotta try the ground beer, sugar. If you drink Guinness as your beer choice, you're fat as fuck. There's no way to maintain really? any health. Really? Dude, that no shit's way. like literally like a loaf of bread. No, dude. but dude, Guinness has... Um, it doesn't have nitrites. Guinness it's has... Only, what is that? Nitrates. It's one of the nitrite. only beers without a nitrate in it. Why drink 12 ounces day, of so Guinness has 125 calories. 12 ounces of Bud Light has 110. That's ten, a, a glass of Guinness has 10 more calories than a glass of Bud Light. I don't even you don't know I, mean. I don't even eat hey, just hey. so I could get you know save money on beer and I still fucking have a beer belly. It also just makes you it makes you swell up, you know. You know what I mean? It's because <coughs> scientifically, it's because when you have carbohydrates in your body, it takes two waters to process a carbohydrate, and you so you and so <laughs> that's why when you lose weight, you lose a lot of water weight, it's especially if you stop <laughs> eating carbs because it takes. Your body holds more water yeah. in it when you're processing carbs, and you're b- and it gets kind of inflamed. Well, yeah. it just it literally takes two, like extra waters like attach. You know, like Ochem, 
anyway. That's the best thing to have. It's like an energy drink before like a big sports game or something like that. You eat a bunch of pasta beforehand, just carbo load. Well, you gotta eat it like night before. You eat yeah, a bunch like before right before, then you're fucked. fucked. Yeah, yeah. Well, you I can't mean, even move. All the other kids are blowing you out of the water, and your dad's in the stands like, damn it. Dude, you were a goalie. Sucks. What are you talking about? Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> I was goalie? always eating carbs before my practices. What were you a goalie at? I, I was a goalie at Lax. Yeah. Dude, I was a goalie in hockey. I know, I know. We Change talked about it. this. Right. You were just hammered. <laughs> no, but we didn't. <laughs> Dude, that's some, that's, m- I'm much, I think that's much more baller of you because I, that ball is going so oh fast. Oh, my God. so hard. Yeah, no, no pads. Y- yeah, nobody, w- you couldn't wear pads just because. 